We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. A little bit of a later drop on a Tuesday. We also, I mean, we got Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year being announced tonight. Right, Aaron Miller? Thank you. I'm ready. I'm ready. I think, I think there's a really good chance that even as someone is listening to this, it's probably already been announced, but I think there's a really good chance that not only does Jocelyn win Player of the Year, but that TRA wins Freshman of the Year. And just in general, what an incredible year. I mean, we're heading into the postseason. We're heading into the Women's College World Series where Oklahoma had a true freshman pitch game one of its Super Regional. And, I mean, arguably it's – I mean, it's ace, and I, I know that we've all wanted to see a little bit more, as had G from herself this year. Didn't even step on the field in the Super Regionals. I mean, this is an incredible team. Do you think anyone anticipated to see a run-roll victory <laughs> against Washington? Like, no. you know, just when I want to second-guess myself, OU continues to prove me wrong. And, you know, I, I know that they are talented, but I don't think anyone saw – that ABC game pan out the way it did. But I, I completely agree with you. Some of the honors that are up for grabs, I would be shocked to see if our girls don't grab a few of them. I know there's a large argument between Rachel Garcia and, and Jocelyn Alo, and man, it, it makes it even more apparent to me that we need a, a pitcher of the year award yeah. so that some of these other athletes can get their accolades that are, you know, very due. See, baseball has the Cy Young. Why can't we have like, a, I mean, <laughs> exactly. why can't we have like a Cat Osterman or a Kelani or something that we can name this award after? But, you know, those individual awards are great. And you were the Big 12 Player of the Year, Aaron, and those mean a lot. You're an All-American. But in the end, it's the team accomplishments. And that, you know, for me, the lasting image from Saturday's Super Regional Qualifier, or I guess Qualifier for the Women's World Series, was not only the play by by Nicole Mendez to end it, but as the teams carrying 
the wall, the panel, however you want to describe it. Jossie's leading them. And you see her kind of midway turn and start yelling for Shannon. And she wanted the super senior up front. So it's Shannon, it's G, and it's Nicole. And they're carrying it to home plate. And I just thought, how cool is that to see that this team realizes, hey, there are you know three, three people that are a major part of this. And there might be individual accomplishments for a freshman and, and Jossie, who's coming back next year. But I just thought that was one of the coolest things I'd seen. Yeah, that's such a good display, I think, too, of just the the personality and the character of this team is such a badass group of girls that are so talented, but they still have that humble heart to see the bigger picture. Very blue-collar work ethic. That is something that Coach Gasso has coined since the start of her career 25, 26 years ago is that she is a blue collar coach and we'll never lose sight of that. No matter the accolades, no matter the championships, the records, the breaking of, you know, the history books. Um, it's a blue collar group that remains humble and, and shows up for the right ways. And that's a, a great display of that is that in that moment, Jossie had the wherewithal to turn around and, and find her super seniors to get to the front of that pack. That's so, that was so cool. All right, well, before we talk about Oklahoma and before we go all in on what we learned about the Sooners against Washington and you called James Madison's win in the Knoxville Regional, Aaron, I want to go back to one of, what, three Super Regionals that went to three games. You were there in Stillwater as Oklahoma State clinched a spot as the second Big 12 team to make it. And what a wild way to win a game, a couple of hit-by-pitches and – no home runs on Sunday, but yet they find found a way to manufacture some runs and got a really good pitching performance from uh, Carly Eberly. You know, that was the question. Tiffany, my partner, and I, play-by-play, uh, -play, uh, you know, as we came into game three, the question mark for me was can OSU score in other ways? At that point, all of their runs from game one and game two came off the long ball. And – you know, for, for you, Plank, you're very familiar with the long ball. It's been all over the yard with OU, but a squad still has to score in other ways. And that is what was so clutch for OSU in game three was it came down to the bottom of that order. And in talking to Kenny Gajewski, he said, I challenged our seven, eight, nine hole hitters going into game three that they needed to step up. And how cool was it to see OSU score on a slap hit up the middle, a bunt from Chelsea. Chelsea Alexander, it was the speed and the pressure on defense that really um, was clutch in game three. So I, I am so excited for the state of Oklahoma for Big 12. I mean, this is a massive moment for um, our state, for our conference. I, I fully expect uh, Oklahoma fans, both OSU and OU, just to pack the house. It's going to be fun to watch. You know, it's funny. I, I know the 11 a.m. start caught a lot of people by surprise. <laughs> and and there were the conspiracy theorists that were out there. But again, it's a true rotation to where, yeah. you know, they, they go back in one seed. I think when, we, when, listen to me, we, when Oklahoma was the one in 2019, it was the prime time. Now, after not playing in 2020, the one is the early game. And Aaron, it's just a simple rotation, if I understand it correctly, right? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, there is nothing political behind it. I think this is all just, uh, you know, a, a schedule rotation, TV slots, nothing more to it. But it is funny after the whole 
you know, the, the football game times rolling out for Nebraska, it was just icing on the cake, I think, for Sooner fans. So, uh, so uh, Coach Castro has said in the past, the hardest thing about the World Series is, is time management, well, outside of winning the games, but the time management part of it. With this early game, though, you pretty much know the time you're going to play the rest of the weekend if you continue to win, right? I mean, that's yeah. one positive. Well, I think what Coach Gasso is talking about is just the lull of the day. Like when when you're on the road and you've got a tight schedule and you you're, you know you're going to go eat breakfast and you're going to go for a walk and you're going to move and then you're going to get ready for the game. It's a little bit tougher when you're thinking of the Women's College World Series because we're very near our home, right? We're not that far up the road of I-35. Yeah, we're staying in a hotel, but coaches and the staff has to keep the team engaged and plugged in and in the bubble and locked in mentally for a long chunk of time prior to play. Um, or even think, you know, with the early game plank, it's play in midday and then you've got to keep them plugged in and right. entertained and in the mix the rest of the evening, you know? So I think that's really where she's coming from is this is a long haul guys. I mean, we start this Thursday and we don't roll this thing out to crown the champion until late next week. So it's, it's a long process of keeping everybody on the same pull on the same rope, keep the train on the tracks, no distractions and really just keep that bubble super tight knit. So take us through how you managed it in uh, 2016, because we played that late game on Thursday. Well, actually we didn't play on Thursday cause we got rained out, ended up playing right. that later game, I think on Friday. And then, I mean, I think that was the first trip we ever made to, the, uh, the the doggy daycare and kind of just keeping everyone <laughs> engaged. Aaron, what's that like whenever you're in the midst of it and there is so much unknown? Yeah. Well, the good thing is that you've got other softball to watch. Well, that's I true. Mean, I can remember hunkering down, watching other teams, because let's face it, you're probably going to face some of these squads later in the tournament. So doing your homework, watching how the tournament unfolds. We're really lucky now, Chris, just the way the Oklahoma City has exploded, the new Omni Hotel where everybody's going to be probably buzzing and staying. You've got the Scissor Tail Park development right across the street. So many fun things now happening in Oklahoma City, which which is great for the Hall of Fame tournament. Um, you know, our, our city is just exploding. A lot of cool um, venues and everything just to keep people active and get outside. We've had beautiful weather through May and June, a, a very uncharacteristic month of cool weather, which has been interesting. I had a coat on this morning. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's staying plugged into the TV, watching other teams, how that tournament unfolds. That all comes down to just prep. You know, we can watch the video all day long, but at the end of the day, I think these girls just like to watch softball. They love our sport. Yeah, that's been one thing that I've noticed all season long that I love about this team. Aaron Miller is our guest. Aaron, you watched Odyssey Alexander and James Madison surprise, well, in Liberty for that matter, too, surprise through the Knoxville Regional. And, I I mean, she's just special. What is it about her that makes her so unhittable uh, consistently throughout this season in her career? What makes her special? You know, I could sit here and talk about her talent all day long. Um, you know, she, she hums it in at – 70 71 mile an hour fastball up in the zone she's got a off-speed pitch mid 50s it's got kind of a late late life breaks low in the zone at the knees and then she's got a true change up at high high 40s 48 49 
So three different speeds, three different pitch locations. I could talk all day long about that, but let me tell you what was more impressive to me than anything is her demeanor in the circle. And I don't know why we haven't heard more about this athlete earlier in the year, earlier in her career. Um, She is so calm and collected despite the adversity, despite that game to bash I mean, she got hit hard against Mizzou in game two, and you never saw her demeanor waver. You never saw her facial expressions change. She was so collected and polished, and I think because she's a super senior, she's got that experience to be able to manage the emotions and the results because not a lot of athletes, especially as a pitcher, can do that. Um, but she can't, she is a stud. And I I think because she's a two-way player, she's able to kind of compartmentalize as a pitcher versus a hitter versus playing on defense. I'm telling you, I have been, since I figured out this matchup was going to happen, I have been losing sleep because (laughs) I'm so excited to see this. I got to call Odyssey Alexander in regionals. They beat out the number nine seed, Tennessee. Um, and then they beat out the eight seed in Mizzou. Like th- this is a battle tested squad and we all love a good Cinderella story and they're going to be facing the toughest lineup in the nation. So I'm ready. I'm ready to witness it. You know, and the thing that surprised me, I, I've just started like a, a quick look is I, I watched the Sunday game between James Madison and Missouri. And by my count, Odyssey Alexander has thrown 623 pitches in the postseason. It is nuts. She's thrown 103 per game. Yet, I'm watching her in the latter stages of that Super Regional, and she looks as fresh as as she did when she was pitching extra innings against the Liberty in their first game. You know, that was a question that I asked Coach Laporte, their head coach, after that 10-inning outing that she threw against Liberty. She had a career-breaking record of 19 strikeouts in 10 innings. And she, of course, got that starting call the next day. And I asked you know, Coach Laporte, I said, what was the recovery like? Does she have enough gas in the tank? And she kind of chuckled on the interview, and she's like, oh, ha, yeah, she's definitely got gas in the tank. There is no quit in this girl. Um, over 600 pitches through the through the postseason tournament. I, I have a feeling as a super senior, she's one of those athletes that will never say die. It does not matter what condition she is in. She will not be pulled out of that circle because she knows the importance of this moment. All right, a couple more quick ones, and we'll let you get out of there. Uh, or out of here, I should say. James Madison kind of impressed me with the way that they were able to attack at the plate. You know, not only did they have the uh, seven runs on Sunday, but they also put seven runs on the board on Friday night against Missouri. Uh, Logan Newton was very impressive. Uh, Sarah Jubis, I believe is how you say her name. But I, You mentioned two-way player. Odyssey Alexander can rake, and Lauren yeah. Bennett's, uh, uh, Burnett excuse me, is a very good hitter as well. They've got a very solid lineup too. I'm going to tell you who to look out for, and that is Meeks. That's their third baseman. She is 4'11". She is under five feet tall, and she is the most studly kid I've ever seen. You will see her, if you haven't already seen it on social media, her extra base hits, she rounds the bag, and she looks to the dugout and does the biggest, most badass flex I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, she walked the other day and did it too. She is a spark plug, and I'm telling you, this team rallies behind her. She covers some serious ground at the hot corner. If there's another athlete to watch, it's Meeks. Mark my words, you're going to see her play out of her mind.
Love it. All right, um, uh, other matchups. You mentioned we talked a little bit quickly about Oklahoma State and Georgia, how wild it, it plays out that regardless of what happens in their first game, Oklahoma's going to play a team that has a win over them in their second game. But, hey, you know, Oklahoma State got pushed to a third game in Georgia. My gosh, they went down to Gainesville and dominated. What do you see in this matchup? Well, I think Georgia had a chip on their shoulder. I mean, they they walked into Gainesville with memories of 2016, and they're like, we can take down the Gators. We can do it, and they did, soundly. Um, you know, very good pitching staff over there. I thought they've looked great after the, the SEC tournament. They really stepped up and polished some things. But OSU's on a tear. When you think about getting hot at the right time, this is a squad that's done it. Their power numbers have been off the chart since postseason, since conference play ended. Um, everything just seems to be firing on all cylinders. I was very impressed with Carrie Eberly in game three against Texas. I thought she cleaned some things up. She struggled a little bit early in game one, but man, when she gets in her zone, she's deadly. Uh, I think of the other pitchers on their staff, Maxwell, who's a crafty, crafty lefty, spins the ball well, mm -hmm. late life on her movement. And then Semenek, Logan Semenek, who throws hard, tough, real gritty pitcher in the circle. Um, I think those two teams play softball very similarly. They are a fearless group. They play with a lot of passion. They aren't afraid to get mouthy and show their emotion. Like I, I think that one's going to be a dogfight for sure. I do too. And then on the top side of the bracket, well, I say, I, I mean, every one of these matchups could be a dogfight. I mean, in the, <laughs> yeah. Aaron, in the late, late game on Thursday night, we have the last two national champs in UCLA going up against Florida, uh, Florida state. Uh, Rachel Garcia looked human in game one. Then UCLA goes to their, their, their pitching depth and they, they, they dominate the last two games against Virginia tech and Florida state was just pure filth in the circle against LSU. That's going to be a fun one late on Thursday. You know what? I look at that FSU performance and I don't know what it is about the Seminoles, but there is just some extra magic for them in postseason, like clutch back against the wall performances, you know, the home run when it matters, Elizabeth Mason going yard, yep. you know, with their back against the wall, the freshman coming in and lacing one down the line, her first postseason at bat for the win to take the win. Like the moments like that just give me goosebumps. And when you earn your ticket to the women's college world series like that, that's some serious momentum under the wings there. Um, you know, so as they t are going to walk in against one of the best UCLA who Rachel Garcia, as you mentioned, took some hard hits and humanized herself on the mound, but hell, she bounced back with vengeance in game three. I thought she looked very, very sharp at the plate and in the circle and Faramo behind her was just untouchable. She was unhittable in game two. So good. Hard, heavy, heavy drop ball. I mean, the way that she uses that aggressiveness on the mound, I love watching her throw. I really do. She's so fun. She is so fun to watch. And then finally, uh, Aaron, is, as a broad view, that Arizona-Alabama matchup, I think that Ooh. has the potential to be pretty special. I, I'm, I'm pumped about this one. Uh, I'm going to bet extra innings on that guy. I, I think I really do think that the cats and the tide are going to go deep into that game. They have some serious fan bases that I know are going to pack the house. Alabama's got rowdy fans, you know, that plank. And then just the Arizona history of postseason and championships, like their alumni run deep. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that game is going to be tough, and I'm going to just put it out there. We might be seeing extra innings of softball. 
All right, uh, Aaron, let's wrap up with this. Oklahoma, James Madison, Oklahoma, hopefully playing on Friday night and then getting a Saturday off. What's the key to getting to that point? Oh, gosh. Survive in advance. I mean, I think that that is the quote. That is the headline of postseason is that they're, no, you know, throw the scorebooks out the window, throw everything that's happened previous to this point out the window because none of that matters at this point. It, it's it's the moment at hand. It's exactly where your feet are. Put your best foot forward. Do whatever you have to do to execute and survive and advance and just have fun along the way. That's it. If I could go back and do it all over again and savor every moment, I wish I could. <laughs> oh, I hear you. All right, so you and I get an opportunity to have a weekend, right? I mean, you're going to be on the call with me for the Sooner Radio Network. We get a chance to call some Team USA as well. It's going to be a fun weekend. I don't know if the world's ready, Plank. <laughs> Are they ready for us? Are they ready for this energy on air? I'll tell you what, whatever we do here is definitely being carried over to the game, Aaron. I can't wait. Should be fun. Thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. All right, how cool is that? Aaron's going to be on the call with us throughout the entire World Series as the Oklahoma Sooners look to win national championship number five. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. All right, Patty Gasso is coming up here in just a bit, head softball coach for the University of Oklahoma. But before we get there, let's get a special word from one of our great sponsors as Stephen Lark joins us, the VP for Corporate Development, for the people who are making all this extra coverage of Sooner Softball possible, Communication Federal Credit Union. Stephen, thank you so much. Not a bad time to be on the Diamond Sports slash OU softball train, is it? That's right. You know, we're, we're so proud to be affiliated with uh, Sooner Softball this season. The, the girls are doing great, as always, and we look forward to them hopefully getting another daddy. Yeah, this is fun, man. And, and let me tell you something. It's been awesome to see, in, in, in all honesty, your sponsorship, how it's kind of sparked a fire under our friend Aaron Miller, and everyone's just so jacked to have you guys on board. And we're pumped to tell the story about Communication Federal Credit Union here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So let's do it. Tell me about the start. Tell me about the history. How did you guys get started, and, and what's kind of the vision of Communication Federal Credit Union? Hey, Chris, we have been around since 1939, since that time, over 80 years. You know, we've, been, we've grown to become one of the largest credit unions in the state of Oklahoma. You know, our philosophy is really just taking care of people. That's, that's how we feel. Um, you know, kind of the Oklahoma standard. We want to take care of people, help them with their finances, auto loans, home loans, checking accounts, whatever it is. CFCU is your one-stop shop, and we have branches all across the state of Oklahoma. What, um, what, in your opinion, as Forbes named you number one in Oklahoma, America's best credit union in each state, which is really incredible, what do you feel like separates Communication Federal Credit Union, Stephen, from the rest? 
Well, Chris, you know, that that recognition is special to us. They've awarded that three years and CFCU's won that two of the years. And it's solely based upon the feedback of consumers that use the credit union. So that one's really, really important to us. We continually get awards, you know, based upon our financial soundness and stability and all of that. But like I said, the Forbes rating is totally based upon feedback about the credit union, our services, our digital products, you know, just service coming in and how we take care of people. I'm not producing the website right now. It's comfedcu.org. That's comfedcu.org. It's an incredible resource. You can learn about becoming a car shopper, a smarter car shopper. You can learn about uh, rates. There's savings information, loan information. Stephen, take us through your commitment to that digital world because this website is incredibly easy to navigate. Sure thing. You know, we, we know that people love to come in and see us, and that's part of the reason we have such a robust branch network across the state. But we also know that people like to do business where it's convenient for them. And so many consumers, you know, that's on the online channel. So we have yeah. online membership application, online loan application, great resources. We have a blog out there on the website with great financial tips, you know, that consumers can just go out there check stuff out, you know, find out a little bit about the credit union. Hey, you know, even if you're not in the market for one of our products right now, take advantage of all the resources out there available. You can learn a lot. Now, with that in mind, I kind of I kind of jumped to the virtual world before I got to the brick and mortar world because you do have branches across the state of Oklahoma and they're easily located here in the OKC area, right? Yes, we have several in OKC, several in Tulsa, Enid, Lawton, Ardmore, Muskogee, um, probably leaving a few out ada so we're all around we even have branches up in topeka kansas as well take me through Stephen, as we talk about communication federal credit union how you really help the consumer what is it you put your you put the consumer first how is it what is it that you guys do that really is able to help people like myself you know chris we really base it upon just sound financial advice you know we're not here to try to try to make a bunch of money off people. Credit unions are not for profit. It's one of the great things about doing business with a credit union. And we want to, we want to help consumers make the choices that are right for them. So it's not all about what makes us the most money or anything like that. It's really, we want to get to know people, give them the right products and services, you know, help them save on their interest rates. Consumers can save hundreds of thousands of dollars over their lifetime just by having a good credit score. So we continually work with people as they join the credit union or come in, even if they have challenges. You know, we sit down with them and kind of talk through that. We have over 40 certified financial counselors on staff at the credit union to help people with any of those challenges or just to build a budget plan. Lots of people need that, especially younger people out there. Um, it's kind of one of the one of the areas that, you know, that people need help. And, you know, people don't have to feel ashamed of that. That's why we have the resources in place to help people out. I'm one of those people, and I'm 46 years old. So, Stephen, I'm not ashamed of it. I appreciate all your information. I guess the best way for people to stay in touch and get information is either to stop by one of the branches or go to the website, right? Sure. You know, we have we have the 22 branch locations, and the website, as you mentioned a couple times, great resource, you know, and, and just watch for us out in the community as well. You know, in addition to the, the sponsorships, the great sponsorships with, uh, like, OU Softball and some, some of the other ones that we do, we're out in the community all the time helping people. You'll find us at different events around town. So stop by and say hi if you see the uh, Communication Federal Credit Union checkmark and a group of folks out. ComFedCU.org. That's ComFedCU.org. Or 
You can learn more by calling 844-231-6818. That's 844-231-6818. Steven, thank you so much, man. We've really appreciated your sponsorship. I'm, I know you're about as fired up as I am for this Women's College World Series, and you've been able to help allow us to bring more coverage, and we're very grateful for that. Thank you for your support. Heck yeah, we're proud to be a part of it. Thanks to Steven. Appreciate his support. Appreciate communication. Federal Credit Union. Before we wrap it up, I had a chance to sit in on ESPNU Series XM Channel 84 this week, and I had to reach out to the great Patty Gasso, and we talked about Oklahoma advancing to the Women's College World Series and started with the crowd and that great atmosphere you created over the weekend. But honestly, I wish I could stop and thank each fan that came out, whether they were in the stadium or on the other side of it. Uh, we showed it out really well on uh, ABC, national television. Hopefully we've got some new fans of softball that maybe have not seen it before. Uh, thought it was really a well-played game. Uh, felt the energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is of my 27 years at OU, I would say without question, this was the most energy and excitement that I felt from a crowd in my career at OU. So it made a difference for me, which I know made a difference for the players. It was really a tremendous atmosphere. Coach, when when people ask about Oklahoma and those who maybe, as you brought up, are catching softball for the first time, the common theme is how are they able to do this offensively what is it that's clicked for them this year I know that you give a lot of credit to JT and the plan that's that's in place but beyond just and JT Gasso by the way the hitting coach for Oklahoma Patty what is it that's really kind of helped find this other level for this team from a power perspective I think I think our training 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 trusting what we're doing trusting our training uh, not doubting that we're doing enough I just preparation, really studying for tests, you know, physically, you're studying, you're training, you're training off your live pitching, you're training at your practice, you're you're simulating, we're really trying to get them to know what they're going to see and be prepared for it, and if we get thrown a trick question on the test, that we have a backup plan for it, that we have a good idea of what the answer might be. So I think our staff does a really great job of executing um, practice plans that really lead up to what we're about to face. And we go deep into it, not to where we're messing with our athletes' minds at all, but more about just covering every inch. We, we uncover every rock that we think we might see. And uh, I think our players just feel very confident going in. Like, I, there's nothing else I need to know or learn. I just Now I just need to execute it. Coach uh, Patty Gasso is joining us. Oklahoma will play in the first game of the Women's College World Series early on Thursday morning against James Madison. There's never been a doubt about the the talent you have on your pitching staff, but at times this year, I know you've wanted to see a little bit more. With that in mind, how exciting was it to see Nicole May and Shannon Sale not only accept but step up to the challenge, especially when you consider one's a true freshman and one's a super senior. It's all into the spectrum. It is. It is, and I think we've got a very <laughs> one of the most uh, decorated lefties in our program, and Giselle Morris still waiting 
per turn. All three of them now are throwing the best they have off season. And I see that in practice. It showed out this weekend. And just helped right in the middle of that mix. It's all about matchup, what pitcher's arm can face the holes of what uh, our opponent's hitters might have and how we can exploit some of that. I thought we had the right matchup. I thought our pitching coach, Jen Rocha, called a masterful game. Shannon executed it well against a very good hitting team in Washington. Um, I still... I'm not going to get into the whole behind-the-scenes how everything was seeded in this tournament, but I believe that Washington could have easily been in this College World Series if in another situation recently. So I feel that they helped us become a better team, as did Wichita State in regionals. Washington made us a better team in Super Eagles because we had to face a very, very good pitching staff or pitcher and Gabby playing and just a hybrid offense of power and speed, which is very difficult to defend at times. But we appreciate the fact that we got through it and how it made us work very hard to get through it really help prepare us for what's coming this next week. I love the diversity of the World Series field. You have two Big 12 teams. You have two SEC teams. You have two Pac-12 teams. You've got a Cinderella from, what, the Colonial Athletic Association with James Madison. You've got an ACC team. Uh, As far as national championships are considered, what, you have the winners of the last four national titles that are all on uh, on, in the bracket. I mean, Coach, this is – this is a diverse, talented field, isn't it? It is. It should be really, really fun to watch. Um, it really shows the equality throughout the country. Um, it's not just all laden in one conference. It's all over the country, and that is what now you're seeing from Florida to Virginia uh, to West Coast to Midwest. Uh, it's everywhere, and that is what has really helped grown our sport. Is that softball from Florida to California and everywhere in between? There are successful programs that people are following, and uh, that's what's grown our sport, and that's important. It's really this, although the names might look different, see some new names, it's still even a better way to grow our sport because there's going to be some Cinderella. I think James Madison definitely is that kind of Cinderella story that people are going to jump all over. Um, you know, I just Georgia and what they did, not being like the front runner in the SEC, but kind of that Cinderella story out of the SEC. Uh, I, I think there's some great storylines that will cause a lot of people to want to pay attention couple more and I'll get you out of here, Coach. In talking about Oklahoma squad, there's several players we could really focus on. I mean, gosh, you have a finalist for player of the year in Jossie. You have two finalists for freshman of the year in both T.R.A. Jennings and, and Jada Coleman. But I do want to talk about Jada. A left-handed shortstop coming in. Left-handed shortstop who, what, last offseason with Team USA, she started working in center field. Talked to her last week. She's kind of digging the center field thing. But – 
it's more than just her athleticism, Coach. She brings this energy that is absolutely contagious. What makes Jada Coleman so special? And she's definitely one of those players that I think fans are going to gravitate to when they watch this team play, isn't she? No, absolutely. She'll be either your favorite player or the player you you don't care for because she is <laughs> she's doing something to irritate the team that you're rooting for. So, Dana Coleman, I think she gets it from her parents. And her parents are both coaches. Her mother has been her high school coach, father's travel ball coach. And they are competitive family, competitive family. She's always been that way. That's what attracted me to her besides her athleticism. She never stopped playing, you know. Even her leadoff. She's going nowhere. I'm not sending her on a, you know, this, I'm not calling a steal. But she's going to make you feel like she's going. And even when she's not, she's gonna, still going to make you feel like she's going. But she throws the ball back to the pitcher. I mean, she's constant, constant competitor. Um, she loves her teammates. She loves to win. She celebrates them. When they do something great, they celebrate her. Um, I've seen this kid go through... Uh, a lot of people give, throwing negative comments at her, and it's sad because they can't beat her. <laughs> they throw negative comments at her because you can't stop her, and people don't like that. Um, but if you are a competitor and you like to see excellence, then you're going to love watching Jada Coleman because she – She's playing center field, but she's a game changer in center field. And you're thinking, well, really, it's pitcher, catcher, shortstop. This young lady has won a game single-handedly by making some of the most outrageous catches to save our rear end in time of need. So I have one of the best shortstops in the country now, but if I didn't have great lines, you may very likely be seeing Jada Coleman at shortstop. But right now... She is saving us in center field with her with her athleticism. So really, really happy to have this young lady on our team. Two more and I'll let you get out of here. Um, first with these deeper rosters, players that maybe had played every – I think you only have four players that have started every single game this year. Uh, you mentioned on the pitching side, you got seven pitchers. Uh, you can go more matchup-oriented. But I loved what I saw in the play that wrapped up the Super Regional. And, again, it wasn't a game-saving play, but it was a game-ending play. And to see a player like Nicole Mendez, who, um, I mean, she's battled for playing time all season long in her very last – moment ever at Marina Hinesfield. She's a super senior. Coach, she makes a play up against the wall. The celebration ensues for someone who has been through so much, battled so many injuries. What's what's kind of your thought on, on watching her being able to end her career like that at home? I think we were – I felt it was going out. I really, really did. And uh, I thought it was either going off the wall or over the fence. And the catch she made is just kind of indicative of Nicole Mendez in postseason. Nicole Mendez slides in postseason. Whether it's a big-time catch or play on defense or a timely hit, what have you, this is where she shines. But for it to happen to a senior senior who has been with us, 
the whole way. This is the only super senior that has been with me for five years. Um, there's a little bit extra special in that, but also the fans adore Nicole Mendez. Not just for the player she is, but just the style, the personality, her engagement with fans, with youth, uh, the role model. She leads them in a wonderful way. So she's a fan favorite, but it could not have happened to a more deserving young lady to have that memory. And that's what postseason is about. It's memories that you will remember for the rest of your life. And uh, you just got to pray that you're on the right side of those memories. Because <laughs> you know? they could be the worst memories of your life or the greatest memories of your life. I think Nicole Mendez has experienced many more wonderful memories than anything. So really happy for her. And then finally, obviously, everyone wants to hear about Jocelyn. Speaking of some of those worst moments, uh, a couple of years ago, she didn't go on a trip. You know, needed to get her mind right. She didn't go with you guys to Lawrence. Now, fast forward, you know, two years later, and she's tied the single-season home run record, which, by the way, was her and Lauren Chamberlain's record. You see Lauren Chamberlain, one of your former stars, embracing her, wearing her jersey. And she's she's a leader, Coach. I get, I get so excited thinking about Jocelyn's progression. It's not just a player, but a person. It's pretty special to see, isn't it? It is. I, I would just kind of share my personal relationship with her. When she came here as a freshman, my mentality was like, okay, this is going to be rough. This is going to be a hard one to coach because she lives kind of in a different world. And ours was more like uh, structure, organized, um, pushing them, pressing them. It was always kind of constant that way. And she wasn't really in that space. So it took a long time for the two of us to connect. Um, I have had to put her in some very uncomfortable situations where she was taking softball. She, there was a time where she just didn't like what she was doing, didn't like what she was doing in general, not just on the softball field, but just she didn't have her mindset proper, and it, it affected her, which affected us. She stopped playing hard. She had a bad attitude towards softball. And that's when I said, look, you got to figure out what your life is going to be like without softball. So let's do this. I want you to stay away for two weeks from this team. No softball. You're not traveling with us. You're not. We were in conference play as well. But I, I want you to know that we can win without you. You're not our savior here. We can win without you. We're going to show you that. So for two weeks, you go into a mindset of what it's like just to be a regular student, just a person, without softball. Don't watch softball. Don't look at social media because no one cares. No one's going to care because you're not on the field. So just be a regular person and see what it feels like. And let's find out how much you might love or not love softball after two weeks. And she fought me for a bit, but um, ultimately it was life-changing moment for her, and she never turned back. So now she is considered one of the best softball players in the country, and rightly so. So I could not have been more proud of this young lady, but also the way she's grown into a woman and her mindset and 
for just kind of settling down and kind of putting our life more into perspective. We've it's gone been... through some tough times in other ways as well, but really handled them like a woman. And that's really been the key to, I think, her success is figuring out where softball should fit in her life and not own her, you know? So it's been great. It's been awesome. great to see that change. Thanks for joining us for the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thanks to Aaron Miller. Thanks to Stephen Lark. Thanks to Patty Gasso. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully recapping the men's golf team advancing to the championship round. And Toby Rowland will join us. Plus, we'll have the player of the year announcement in college softball and the freshman of the year. Until then, have a great rest of your Tuesday. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.